Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Today on the Indo-Daily, Terminal Turmoil. Why so much drama at Dublin Airport? You know, the irony is not lost on us. For the last two years, so many of us dreamed of getting out of the country. And now that we can, we can't with the ease we might like. Taoiseach, there have been uh, huge queues in Dublin Airport in recent days with people missing flights. A lack of staff to carry out security checks is causing these queues. The Dublin Airport Authority is advertising for more security staff. The ad for these roles makes it clear that staff must be available to work 40 hours a week and to be available to work across a 24-7 roster. The DA are working extremely hard to try and deal with the delays uh, in terms of security checks um, at the airport. They are recruiting staff. They've recruited 100 new security staff recently and this should assist in the uh, alleviation of the excessive queue times over the coming period. We've seen the footage, heard the reports and may even have experienced the long queues for ourselves as passengers travelling through Dublin Airport this month. And with calls for the Dublin Airport Authority to implement an emergency plan to deal with projected increases in passenger numbers at the airport in the run-up to Easter, the Indo-Daily takes a look at what is going on in the country's busiest airport and if there is actually a way to beat the queues. I'm Siobhan Maguire and joining me today are Patrick Edmund, Managing Director at Altar Advisory and an aviation expert, and Paul O'Connella, Travel Editor at the Irish Independent. But first, Kira O'Loughlin at the Irish Independent travelled through Dublin Airport at the weekend and here's what she found. So I am here at the airport at 6.15. I've just arrived my arrived my flight is at 9.50 um, so I'm here a good three and a half hours in advance um, like Ryanair is telling passengers to do and it is very busy I can see already I've just after walking in and the queue for security is right down into the departure gates um, so I queued up in the queue at 6.30 um, it's now 6.40 so I've only been in for about 10 minutes and like it is long but it's it's moving along okay um there's a fast track queue as well which is confusing because you know it, it was said online that 
they were suspending fast track um, for the next few days, but um, that must have ended because there still appears to be a fast track queue. It doesn't seem to be moving as quickly as this one. However, there's far fewer people in it, so I'd say they're getting through it faster. So I am completely through security. Um, 48 minutes um, I was getting through um, it was 6.30 when I first got in the queue and it's now 7.18 the queue kept moving I suppose that was kind of the my general consensus from it is that it, it didn't feel like that long because you were kept moving but it did look very daunting for others who haven't been so lucky, there are some unique ways that we can get around the problem. Michael O'Leary from Ryanair has even suggested sending in the army. We want to see the army, 250 army personnel called out just for Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays for the next eight weeks. They will help do the frisking at the, uh, at the security points and it will enable the airport to open all of the x-ray scanner machines in both Terminal 1 and Terminal 2 and it'll keep the queues down. Michael O'Leary there in conversation with our own Margaret Donnelly, farming editor at the Irish Independent. So, Patrick Edmund, do we send in the army? Um, well, um, I, I think that um, Ryanair realised a long time ago that a good replacement for an advertising and marketing budget was having Michael O'Leary make statements every so often, whether it's about putting coin slots in the toilets on the plane or about sending in the army. Um, and it's, it's unclear, you know, treat, treating that as face value rather than just as clickbait, it, it's unclear what sending in the army would actually do. The, the issue here is how quickly passengers can be screened uh, going through security. And the security operators are trained staff who are guard vetted who go through a multi-week training program and then who pass a test uh, administered by the Irish Aviation Authority. So it, it's not as though you can send, uh, send the army in there and they can, they can start looking at security X-ray machine footage from day one. Um, you could imagine the army going in and telling people to take their belts off and telling them to pick up their trays and move them somewhere else. But that doesn't really seem like a good use of the army. And what's your own reaction to the queues at Dublin Airport? I have a lot of sympathy for the passengers who find themselves in this situation, especially those who have actually missed flights because of the, the security delays. Um, it is a difficult time to be running an airline or an airport. So um, I recognize that DAA has been rather caught short here. However, uh, some of that is also self-inflicted, I'm afraid. Um, COVID has obviously had a huge impact on the aviation industry and um, airports everywhere um, downsized their staff to try to cope with that, but in many cases have not expanded again quickly enough to deal with the, the upturn in traffic. So Dublin Airport is, is not alone in suffering. A couple of the UK airports like Heathrow and Manchester have had a very, very difficult time in terms of queues and so on over the last few days. But I think that uh, Dublin Airport has, by cutting back so severely and being, being slow to, to, to grow its staff to the necessary levels, has brought quite a bit of this on itself. And is it all about staff shortages, uh, though, Patrick? You know, I mean, we, we, we've, we've heard that around one third of uh, Dublin Airport's 
3,000 employees took voluntary redundancy over the course of the pandemic. Um, so yes, you, you can blame shortages on one hand, but is this about just not having the foresight to plan ahead for, for this kind of uh, incident? Well, as the um, American baseball player Yogi Berra famously said, predictions are difficult, especially about the future. Um, and it's been really hard for airlines and for airports over the last couple of years to forecast how exactly traffic is going to grow. For example, last summer, uh, a couple of the, the low-cost airlines were expecting considerable increases in, in, in traffic around Europe. And it turned out with the, the, the rise of, of COVID cases that they didn't see the traffic they expected. So they, they, they lost quite a lot of money as a result. Right now, we're seeing a return of traffic. Ryanair is actually going to be carrying more passengers, they predict, this year than even before COVID. Um, and that's coming relatively quickly. In other words, at relatively short notice. So it, it's hard for for airlines and for airports to to staff up for that, not least because the specific issues, let's say in Dublin, are about uh, security and and uh, the the search units. And you can't just hire somebody off the street and have them doing this the next day. There's a training period. There's a uh, there's a kind of certification period with the IAA. Uh, there's a guard vetting process. So it isn't something that can be turned on overnight. And that's why. For example, commentary like, well, let's bring the army in uh, may be great for getting headlines, but it isn't grounded in any kind of reality. And I know what you're saying, that it was very short notice in terms of um, airlines getting an idea of just how big demand would be and the fact that we can all travel again which is fantastic, Patrick. But, yeah. you know, we had Micheál Martin fairly early on this year let us all know that, um, you know, most of the restrictions would be lifted. So shouldn't the DAA have put a little bit of planning in place for this? Um, I think you probably have to ask the DAA that, but I, I would say that uh, a lot of airports around Europe have managed to cope with the surge some of them haven't coped so well, and and one of the one of the let's call it mitigating factors uh, in in some cases has been that obviously with the rise of Omicron and the very high incidence at the moment, staff are just going off sick. So in some cases, even if there are enough staff, I'm not suggesting that's necessarily the case in Dublin, but even if there are enough staff, the the levels of sickness are causing problems. Patrick, you worked at Shannon Airport for many, many years, and I know you can't compare Shannon with Dublin in terms of the same kind of numbers, but what kind of experience of passenger delays do you recall from your time there? So you're quite right that it's it's a smaller airport and therefore we can't compare so directly. But having said that, it's all about planning. Um, So on a regular basis, the airlines and the airport staff and management will be sitting down together planning how many flights are expected, how many passengers are expected, is the rostering in place to to cover that, and so on. And in the case of, of what's happening in Dublin at the moment, the flights which are taking place, the airlines have finalized those schedules weeks or months ago. Most of the summer season schedules will have been finalized by the end of January. There'll be a few extra flights being added, but in general, airline schedules change twice a year, the same time as we change our clocks forward and backwards. So the start of the airline summer season 
is the end of March, the last weekend in March when we put our, our clocks forward. Um, and that's completely predictable. So normally the airport will know from, let's say, January onwards to a pretty pretty good approximation, let's say to 90% or 95% accuracy, how many flights they're going to get and what, uh, what times those flights are going to be and so on. This is the, the famous slot allocation that we hear about with, with airports. Now, what they don't know, of course, is exactly how many passengers are going to be on each flight. So, for example, Ryanair, in the days before COVID, typically would fill about 95% of its seats. They're not back up to those levels yet. They're not quite, I think, at, at 80% yet, but they're, they're, they're climbing quite, uh, quite steadily. So the airport would be able to forecast, and this, again, is, is typical for any airport, whether it's Shannon or Dublin or anywhere else. The airport would be able to forecast, okay, next weekend we expect to have this many flights, we expect to have this many passengers, therefore we should have this many people on duty and this many lanes open to allow uh, passengers to get to their planes in a timely way. Now, we heard from um, Irish independence Kiro Lachlan earlier on her own experience over the weekend. And the queue did move that little bit quicker than last week, Patrick. But there's still this real fear that with Easter around the corner, uh, passengers are in for a long wait. There, there, is, there is an understandable fear because obviously the Easter holidays are coming up. Um, there are, there's going to be a, a surge of traffic. And I think one of the, the really difficult aspects of this for, for passengers is simply not knowing what's going to happen. Like you, I'm sure, I've been looking at some of the, the online comments by, by passengers, and some of them are, are saying, I had to wait hours. Others are saying, I got really lucky and I got through in 20 minutes. And it's that unpredictability that really makes life difficult. Separately from specifically Dublin Airport, we see some other companies in the airport technology space trying to address this kind of thing. For example, there's one company that has a virtual queuing technology where you arrive at the airport at, let's say, nine o'clock in the morning, and it tells you, based on the number of people who are waiting to go through security, it's going to be two hours, it's going to be 11 o'clock before you get through security. But rather than you standing in a line for two hours, you have this app on your phone that just reminds you to go to security in two hours' time. And in the meantime, you can go to the shops or you can go to a restaurant or whatever else as long as you're in the right place at the right time. And I think we'll see more of that in the future because it's just such a, a waste of energy and a cause of stress for people to have to, whether it's for 20 minutes or for two hours, for them to just have to, to shuffle along for all of that time. That's not to, um, to gainsay the, the real stress and the real problem that is, is likely to... To, to be incurred over the next uh, the next week or two. Unfortunately, I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Paul, you're an expert in all things travel. How the hell do we beat the queues at Dublin Airport? It's <laughs> a good question. I suppose the first thing I'd say is it depends whether you've booked your flight already or not. So if you haven't, one thing we do know is that the queues are not so bad outside of peak times. So if you have the flexibility to travel away from weekends, away from the busy holiday periods like uh, bank holidays or Easter, and particularly outside of that morning rush hour, then you're going to have a much more uh, serene experience in the airport. So if you can, if you have that kind of flexibility, book around the problem. Now, if you have booked the flight already and it is at a peak time, you're going to just have to sort of um, grit your teeth and and get down to this. The 
the first tip, it's not hugely satisfying, but it will give you some peace of mind. And that's to get there early, Siobhan. The airport is now saying three and a half hours, which is a kind of a torturous recommendation, but it will at least guarantee you passage through the queues and you'll get airside. And remember, there might be queues for food airside. You might have to deal with check in and all of that. So do get there early, leave good time. And this depends on how relaxed a passenger you are, of course. And then there's a few other little tips Um if you're driving to the airport, for example, pre-book the parking. Don't show up and try and, and try and uh, find a slot or find your navigate your way around the airport at the last minutes. Um, the airport says it's got some it's experiencing high demand on the parking, and remember that you need to leave another thirty minutes on top of the wait time to get from the the longer term car parks to the airport. Um, so they're just a couple of quick tips. And what what about fast track? Because, you know, in the past and and in the past, I'm talking two years ago, pre-pandemic, Paul, fast track was a great option to get you flying through security. But now that that's all stopped in light of these delays. Yeah, unless you're a business class passenger. So <laughs> they, they, that's how the other half travels, of course. They, fast Track is often built into business class tickets. Now, if we had had this chat two weeks ago, Siobhan, Fast Track would have been mm. the first thing uh, I would have told you, but that's been temporarily suspended uh, for yeah. obvious reasons. Uh, just it, it, They have a limited number of those that they can issue and the, the demand was just spiking there. So I'd expect to see it return in the coming weeks as the situation gets easier, but there's not much you can do about it at the moment. It does say it's honouring bookings that have been made some time ago but you can't just log on now and pay your 6.99 and and expect to skip the queues one thing that it, not many people are aware of is that Aer Lingus has a has a service that allows you to check in and drop your bags the night before so if your flight is at 5:30 a.m. between 5:30 a.m. and 8 a.m. you can check in at Dublin airport between 4 and 7:45 the night before now that allows you to get the bags dealt with and get your boarding pass but just remember it doesn't automatically magic you past the security queues it's just something that may shave a couple of minutes off your wait time that's interesting. That's good to know, actually, Paul. And, you know, the the thing about um, going through the airport that w- was a, a bit of a hassle uh, in the past was always having the bags out and ready for display with your shampoos or perfumes or whatever. Um, is that still the case? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of us are not match fit for travel. It, it could have been 2019 <laughs> since you passed through that airport and you don't want to be rocking up with, you know, full size toiletries and big tubes of toothpaste and the laptop buried at the bottom of your wheelie case. Yeah, it, now, there are um, customer service staff going along to the queues and chatting to people and telling them to have stuff ready and all that. But it is worth your while reading those tips on the airport beforehand. Uh, on the airport website beforehand, just in case you've forgotten or it's simple stuff, you know, is your is you're desperately trying to get your your COVID certs and your personal locator forms and check your passports in date and you're stressing over the queue. It's easy to forget this stuff. So just have a read on that beforehand because you don't want to be that person, you know, when you've queued for 45 minutes or an hour and a half or whatever it is that is then holding everybody up by another three or four minutes because you've got um you know, a full can of deodorant buried at the bottom of the case. <laughs> and is it, I mean, is it important to kind of uh, look at your, um, 
your holiday, your route logistically. I mean, if it's if you have the potential to avoid Dublin Airport and go from, say, Shannon or Cork, should you be looking at that, Paul? Oh, I think that's a good idea. And that's creative thinking. Shannon and Cork are not experiencing anything like these difficulties. Now, they don't have anything like the passengers that Dublin has. And that's why they don't have the same kind of route selection. So this may not be a choice for you. And let's say, for example, you live in Dublin, you mightn't you might feel like you'll just put up the queues rather than drive to Cork or Shannon. But for other passengers who live in their hinterlands or live halfway between, why not go on to the websites, have a look at the routes? You know, there's lots of access to places places like Faro in the Algarve and the Canary Islands from those airports and you'll have a relatively blissful experience getting through them. So, yeah, good tip. Paul, finally, do you think the DAA will get this sorted for the really busy summer months ahead? That's the worry. Easter is the immediate sort of problem on the horizon. And we know the airport is only going to get busier. Uh, We've recently, as the clocks went forward, we saw the airlines introduce their summer schedules and they're much heavier than the much heavier um, timetables than we would see in winter. Travel demand for travel is picking up. People are getting more comfortable with it. There's lots of government incentives to return flights to Ireland because we want to resume our tourism and our connectivity. So, yes, it's only going to get busier. And this has taken a lot of people by surprise, um, Siobhan, that it looks in actual fact as we might get back to about 90 percent of where we were at in 2019 over the summer. So this is a big issue and it's become a big political problem because it's not good. It's not good customer service experience, but it's not good reputationally either. I would anticipate that it's going to take several weeks to hire the the couple of hundred security staff that Dublin Airport needs to resolve this. And I'm hopeful because such pressure is on and because there's such a political incentive to get it sorted, that it will be sorted by summer and we'll be somewhere back to normal. But remember, normal in summertime is quite different to normal during a school term. You'll still have to rock up a little early for your flight. And my thanks there to Paul O'Connella, travel editor at the Irish Independent. I'm Siobhan McGuire and today's Indo Daily was presented and produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monaghan, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Clips from independent.ie and Eroctus TV. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.